Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Success to Significance. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I'm delighted today to have with us Josh Hicks. And I know he's formerly Joshua, but he goes by Josh Hicks, who is Army veteran. So number one, thank you so much for your service to our country. We really appreciate that. He's a husband, father, health coach, and motivational speaker, and most importantly, a child of God. And I love that you are faith forward. That is so important. He has a beautiful and magnificent story that he's going to tell us about physical, emotional, and financial transformation that he made. And I'm sure I don't want to say when it's going to be because you're going to tell us all these ceilings that you have broken through. But what you're really going to talk about today is the physical transformation that people can make to be healthier in their lives. So welcome to our show. We're so delighted to have you. Well, thank you so much for that kind introduction. And it's a blessing to be with you guys and humbled to have this opportunity. That's great. So let's dig in. I mean, I want to talk about you being in the military because I know this is probably where a lot of the transformation started, but I don't want to assume that. I don't want to assume that, (laughs) but tell us a little bit about your story about being in the army and whether that does have any impact on this transformation that you started on this path of achieving. Well, it's awesome because, you know, when we don't really know where we're going, we kind of just run aimlessly. And I found myself really trying to fill a lot of voids. So a really quick backstory. Um, I was in school working to become a pastor and I had went through an unfortunate divorce and had to step down from the ministry and that crushed me. And for years, I was in this place of feeling like lack of purpose and God couldn't use me anymore. So I ran, I ran from everything feeling like I had no place of being. And, you know, I found myself one day signing up and enlisting in the army. And I signed up for the Army National Guard. And, uh, you know, I was excited in a sense because I felt like maybe this will be a new leaf turn for me. And while there was a lot of opportunity there, and I was very, very driven and creating a lot of momentum there, having some awesome success just early on in boot camp and AIT, I came home to my duty station. And not a year later, I was being deployed. And this is kind of where things started to really go the opposite direction for me. Because when I came out of AIT and boot camp, I came out with some high achievement medals and very successful early on already. But I was still feeling dissatisfied, feeling like something is still missing. You know, when we're called to do something, you can't run from that calling. And sometimes it doesn't happen in the time that we expect it to. And so we feel like it may not happen at all. And I want to tell you today, no matter what you're going through and wherever you are in your journey of life, it couldn't be further from the truth. 
Um, and we really need to take our thoughts captive. You know, when I was on this deployment, I found the deployment going pretty good for the most part. Towards the end of it, it really took a turn south. I found myself hugging my pillow and crying at night, asking God, how did I end up where I was in the middle of the desert feeling trapped? Mm-hmm. And ISIS was ramping up and it was becoming a heightened alert deployment. So it went from a very different one tempo extreme to the next. And I found myself feeling like I didn't know when I was coming home. And so this started building up in my mind. And before I knew it, my mind was taking complete control and catastrophizing every situation and scenario. And I struggle with this gravely. I mean, there's still days to this day at being home. And I got home in 2014 from this deployment where I was really struggling. But what's amazing about that is that when I was overseas, God brought me an incredible wife that I was able to actually take time to get to know and date via Skype. And while that sounds funny to many people, like, how did you date via Skype? Well, it actually set us up for awesome success because we had time to really invest in each other and understand more about the other person versus just our own personal gains and interests. And that was really awesome, how God was able to move from across the globe that way and bring someone to me that brought comfort and that was actually there to receive me when I came home with open arms um, and really walk along this journey with me. It was no easy journey for me coming home in 2014. I was having a really difficult time adapting to the civilian life after coming off of a, a military deployment like that, right? This is all foreign land. So I'm really trying to find myself and I feel again, I'm not satisfied. Mm. There's something missing. So this is when transformation and breakthrough really happens for me. While there was little ep- episodes of it and me finding myself throughout my military mm. career, when I created Godly Installments, our construction business, that was when breakthrough happened, but it didn't happen the very next day. This was years. We're talking about 10 plus years of me really struggling and trying to find out where God was taking me before it mm-hmm. all came together. And it's afforded me the opportunity to be where I am today talking to you guys. Yeah, I opened this construction business up and uh, just to give you a little bit of history. We were blessed to have grown a business rather quickly, but we didn't have the liquid to really to support the growth that we were seeing and the time that it was happening. So many of you construction workers or business owners, you might be able to relate to this, but I couldn't get a loan. I couldn't get financial supporting and backing that I needed. So I took the next best avenue because I was desperate. One of those quick loans. Before I knew it, my debt was doubling the the pace of what my growth was. I took a 20,000 quick loan, turned to a 40, then turned to a 60. In 2018, I thought I had it all figured out at the end of 2018 when I took a $100,000 quick loan. There's no recovery from them more times than not. The interest was just so high. Mm -hmm. I was standing in the gym on March 26th of 2019 after praying for so many years about God providing for us in this business so we can make payroll, cover the expenses, and if there's anything left to provide for me. I had looked at my wife every Thursday and told her it was going to be be okay when I knew it was far from being okay. But what can you really say in that situation? I felt like a man who wasn't provided for his family, and I couldn't even give my wife a, be- a decent vehicle to drive around in. So as you, you know, gather this image of what I was going through, I was 60 pounds overweight. I was broken mentally, physically, financially, and emotionally. We drove around in a Honda Odyssey minivan with zip ties on the front bumper and a driver's side door that fell off the track and opened it up. <laughs> right. It was a hard place to be. So I was standing in the middle of the gym, dazed and confused. I was trying to figure out how my life has turned into what it is, pure chaos. And you know, this one thing that I took away from that, that moment in time after really being able to look back was your breakthrough will never meet you in your convenience. It'll always meet you in your chaos. 
there was a guy that was traveling from Malaysia and he walked up to me as a total stranger and said, I couldn't help but notice you remind, reminded me a lot of myself. And I wanted to share a program with you that really helped me. So here I am in the middle of a gym in Maryland when a guy, a total stranger is coming from across the globe to share some program with me. And I almost missed my opportunity because I was so bitter and broken in my current reality. I gave him my email and a short answer and I left the gym. And the first thing I did when I got in the vehicle was ask God, why am I going through what I'm going through? When he was setting me up for abundance, but I was so used to scarcity. And I share that with you because there's times in our life when we have opportunities and we let them go right on by because we're stuck and stuck in such a big mentality. That day I signed up for this lifestyle transformational program. That was the best thing that I could have ever done. And the reason why is because I needed to change, but I didn't know what the change was. This helped me to really break myself down and figure out the bad habits that I've been creating all this time, where a healthy body and healthy mind work together. And my physical transformation, it was such a picture of what I was dealing with on the external. You could see it projecting out. And that's where it really starts to change for me. That. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You know, there's a couple things that you said in there that I just, I want to address, you know, is that sometimes, and I think many of us go through this too, is that we're trying to figure out our why. And, you know, it doesn't just come overnight. And I've been in, in sessions with people that, you know, they say, Hey, everybody, we're going to take 10 minutes. And we're going to write out our why. And it's just impossible. I found that it's absolutely impossible to do. Um, and I, and I think that it's interesting that you your transformation went, you know, for 10 years. And I think you're going to have more of a transformation. You know, life is a journey. It's not a destination. We know that, you know, I'm 58 years old now, and I'm still trying to figure out my why. I think we're always trying to figure it out. And I do think it changes because of the callings that we have, you know, in a calling that I have right now that I'm in the middle of, you know, it's just why am I being called to do this? Because I'm fighting it a little bit, right? We fight it a little bit on the way. But you made a comment about, you know, being quiet and internalizing and making sure, you know, that you're praying and that you're, you're calling on God, you know, and, and, you know, I'm always reflecting back on the scripture of, you know, listen, and you will know that I am God. And, and it's so important because we're in such a world of busyness that we don't take the time to listen to what we're being called to do and, you know, what happens with us physically and financially and, and emotionally and, and spiritually, right? And with relationships, I think that's another another piece of this. So let me ask you this question. Let's talk about fear. The reason why I want to talk about fear is because, you know, you are obviously going through a lot of fear. And this is why I'm so thankful for every veteran who makes that commitment to give away their body, their everything to our our country because it's not something I'd be willing to do. I want to fight for our country, but I don't know if I'd be willing to fight, you know, when it, when it comes down to brass tactics. But fear isn't just in that situation. I know you experienced it, but fear is also in taking the leap to move yourself from wherever you are now, you know, this life after breaking through glass ceilings or trying to break through the glass ceilings, there's fear all over the place, fear of judgment, fear of what the naysayers will say. What will my family say if I try to you know, improve my physical life? What will people say if I take on a, a new loan or try a new risky business or not, I wouldn't say risky business, but take on the risk of opening up a new business. So let's talk about how people can overcome that fear before they start taking those steps in no matter, you know, these four different components that you talk about. 
That's a great question. And it's really what moved me forward. You know, there was a lot of fear in my household when, when I got that box of food from a complete stranger, my wife, you know, the first thing she said out of fear was we can't even make payroll, but you're spending money with a stranger. I don't understand this. There was fear on both ends, her end as well as mine, because I'm thinking, you know, something's got to give. And I had no idea what the opportunities were. When you're overcoming fear, you have to understand, first of all, you have, first of all, you have to identify with fear. You have to identify with what it is. And you also have to have a clear understanding that self-doubt and fear are best friends. And every day that you wake up, you have self-doubt. And self-doubt alone will be the one thing that will stop you from ever achieving your goals and breakthroughs more than a person or an obstacle ever will. Because fear is non-existent. Our mind collects stories and data to support that may never even occur. And so we ask ourselves, how do we overcome this? Well, feelings aren't facts. That's number one. And we have to be able to identify what, what the feelings are and what the facts are. Asking qualifying questions. And this is hard to do because when you're in a, in a victim mentality, this is normal. This is society. To society, it's actually acceptable. Our brains are hardwired to be below the line thinkers. That means closed-minded, defensive, and always have the need to be right. Yeah. But yeah. when you can move from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, to being open, curious, and willing to grow, you then become conscious. And then you can start really identifying what's missing, what's needed, and what do we need to do to move forward. But oftentimes, because we're so consumed with our current reality, like right now, as some of these listeners that are hearing this, you're going through something right now. And your brain is already sending you signals and triggers and thoughts that you're saying, but you don't know what my story is and you don't know my situation. Well, the problem with this is, is because society has now condoned a behavior of allowing you to think that you get a badge of honor for how bad your story is. And really the badge of honor comes from the breakthrough. Yeah. And so you have to really take a step back and really have self-evaluation. This is very difficult to do because it's not a habit right? And remember this, your feelings don't change your life. Your words don't change your life. Your habits do. Mm -hmm. When you're stuck in a habit loop of fear and self-doubt, it becomes all that's familiar to you. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. You know, I, it's interesting. One of the things you probably don't know about me is that, you know, I have a TV show coming out called Tell Me I Can't. And it's really a challenge driven show in the sense that people have been told by others that they can't. Obviously, we tell ourselves that every day almost, right? A lot of us say, I don't know if I can do that. Should I be able to do that? I'm a little bit afraid, right? We have this self doubt that's going on, you know, this inner speaking that happens all the time. But it's those that say, get out of my way. Those that take on the challenge, those that see that as a trigger to succeed, that we will be exploring those stories in the in the show. And I think that that's really important what you're saying there, you know, especially with the feelings and the words don't depict what your life is going to be, but the actions do. And Man. feelings aren't facts, right? As you're saying, and I, I know that we spend, it's funny, Darren Hardy says something um, too. He's one of my mentors. And he says, you know, if you if you could have 30 seconds of courage, you could avoid a lifetime of fear. Right. And it's just sometimes that 30 seconds, sometimes it's three minutes of courage, but rather than all the self-talk and the self-doubt that happens, and it doesn't allow you to break through those glass ceilings. And that's not what this podcast is about, right? This podcast is about let's break through those glass ceilings and what it's like to get there and what it's like on the other side. So let's take everybody to the other side. So you broke through these glass ceilings and I know that you coach on four component program, right? That awakens clients and increases their awareness of all kinds of things. Tell us about, about the four components that you share with people in your coaching program. 
Yeah. So one of the components is one-on-one support and guidance along the way, accountability. You know, when you're going for any goals, whether it's your weight goals, health goals, personal development, whatever it is, you need accountability and structure. You need like-minded people in your corner that are contending for you that will tell you the truth and not what you want to hear. You know, and I use weight loss for an example because it's such a common problem. 74% of the American population are overweight, 40% being obese. The number one reason for 85% of weight coming back on and self-contained diets in two years or less is lack of behavioral support. So that number one component right there, of just having somebody in your corner holding you accountable and reminding you of why you wanted to do this in the first place, that's, the, that's one of the components. I mean, the second component is plugging these, these clients into a community, okay? I do this challenge with people often. Look at your phone in the last four separate text messages you got. So four messages from separate people. How many of those messages are consistently challenging you to become better and be what you're capable of being? Because the truth of the matter is, is more times than not, those messages consist of things that are not serving you well and they're not moving you forward. They're gossip, they're negative, they're mindlessly scrolled posts, you, yeah. post, you name it. Yeah. So that's, that's the second component. And the third component, you know, is we, we use a, a system, a proven system that was co-founded by Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson. It's a Habits of Health Transformational System and a life book that has 26 elements that really intrinsically awaken you, working on all six macro habits. And the very first part of this is figuring out your why. You said something really powerful. Your why changes. It does change. And really, predominantly what happens is, is that as people progress and they start collecting little wins along the way, they're also going deeper in their level of why. You see, we always look for the low-hanging fruit. We're looking for the quick answer. I want to lose 20 pounds. That's low-hanging. The Tell magic why bullet. why you want to lose that. The bullet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, one, that's another component. And the fourth component of it is we use a, you know, a fueling piece, which is our food, the macro habits, very important, how you fuel your body, right? The fuelings are a tool. They're not your know-all be-all. They're not meant for you to be on forever, but they teach you healthy, you know, healthy plate system. They teach you how to portion control correctly and understanding not to starve your body. Eat six times a day. There's a lot of misconception and misunderstanding about that. When you were a baby, every two to three hours, you were having a couple <laughs> ounces of formula. Right. Where did that stop along the way? Yeah. It stopped when we started eating highly glycemic foods, highly processed yeah. foods, larger quantities in one setting, and then thinking we'll just skip meals so that way we don't you know, overindulge or we don't gain any more weight. It's just a faulty mindset. Yeah, I love all of those, especially the community piece of it. I think community is really, really important for supporting people. And I, and, and, you know, and I think that that goes in tandem with accountability. I know that, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, my girlfriend and I started walking and then one day, one of the people says, you know, I'm tired today. Can we skip today? Sure. We can skip one day. And then it skips two and three and four, and then you're not walking anymore. So I think your community in tandem with accountability is what's really, really important. Who is the person that's helping you be accountable and not being in a community of non-like-minded people, right? That people that don't have their why down, people that don't really understand why they're doing something other than to participate and maybe FOMO. I think that's something that we're experiencing a lot these days is fear of missing out. So it's the newest, best thing. So let me go ahead and, you know, and do it. So how did you make the transformation 
for yourself in losing the 60 pounds? I imagine you went through these four things, but, but what really was the thing that worked best for you? Was it mindset and that accountability? Did you have accountability partner? Or was it really that you started learning about the food that you eat? Because for example, I'm plant-based right? I'm plant-based yes. and, and that's different than vegan. People need to understand that too. 100% of this. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're a vegetarian. Nope. That's different too. <laughs> but you know, being plant-based is one thing, but one of the things I had to work on because once I became plant-based, I was like, well, you know, and I don't really need to, I do need to lose maybe five pounds, but after that, I, I don't really need to lose any weight because then I'm too little. But you know, I was saying, okay, well, I'm plant-based. How come I'm not? And I didn't have to lose weight. I just wanted to feel better, but how come I'm not seeing a trimming? down or anything like that. And what I realized is that I hadn't changed my portions. And I see that a lot with people that eat, you know, big portions, you know, the book, the five blue zones, right? Yes. But the five blue zones, right? One of the things about that is in the Japanese, you know, or I should say even it's not Oriental, that's not the word. But anyway, in that community is that when they receive food at a table, when they're going out for dinner, for example, they'll Mm -hmm. ask for a take home box right away and put half their food in the take home box, rather than us feeling like we have to eat the whole thing and then be stuffed, right? Right. So I'm just sharing my experience. For me, it was a portion issue. Even if I was eating the right thing, it was a portion issue. What did you find was the number one of these components that helped you get through your glass ceiling of losing 60 pounds and feeling better? Well, I did get very interested in what we were putting in our body. I do plant-based as well. I love plant-based. But the one thing was my mind. Your mind is the most powerful weapon in this world. And when you can take control of your thoughts then you have control of your body. And so the losing weight was very important to me. I wanted to stop feeling the way I felt. And I started noticing those changes. Listen, in the very first two weeks, I started feeling the energy shift just from the way I was fueling my body. But I'll tell you what happened, Jen. I was sitting in the car wash and I was tired of looking at my wife and not giving her my very best. And I knew I wasn't. Now, sometimes you can be doing your best, but you're not giving your best. And that just means that you don't need to change your vision. You just need to change your vehicle. I was in a vehicle that wasn't allowing me to give my my best, okay? I was sitting in that car wash and I'd have the gift card in my wallet to this day. The car wash attendant sprays the car off. They come around, they're going to vacuum it out. And I forget to tell them, please don't open the door. And they rip the door off the hinges, off the slider track. It's laying on the ground. They have to hold the door while I pull the car to the side. I mean, I'm in my most embarrassing moment here. Right, right. You know, I'm angry. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. But what really hit me in the feels was when the car wash owner came over with sympathy and gave me a $10 gift card. Now, mind you, this is only three months into my journey of really making some changes. And at that time, I'm thinking, what's $10 going to do me? But it did me everything because I stuck it in my wallet. And every time that I had self-doubt or I forgot why I was doing what I was doing, I looked at that because that wasn't the life that I wanted for my family. And you guys that are hearing this right now, ladies and gentlemen, you are in full control of the destiny of your life. Stop trying to fix your past and start stepping into your destiny. So for me, it was 100% mindset. It was once I started seeing I was having a healthy mind, the body just follows Yeah, I think that's really good. I think you should write a book called How a Car Wash Changed My Life. (laughs) 
I like that. I mean, because that for me is like a pinnacle because sometimes you have to have that tipping point, right? And it sounds like that was the tipping point. There are a lot of little points that you, along the way you think are tipping points, but there becomes this one day, this one thing that says I've had enough and it has to change. And the why becomes so clear that it's not motivation, it's inspiration. And there's a difference because motivation is a vicious circle. It's external, right? You have to read a book to be motivated, go somewhere to be motivated, you know, attend an event, go back to church to be motivated. Inspiration comes from the inside and there's nothing that will stop you with inspiration. And it sounds to me like the car wash created the inspiration. You had the why, you had the reasons, but the inspiration, the thing that said never, ever again was that moment of embarrassment, that moment of the, you know, realization that, yeah, this is as bad as I think it is. I, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. So I think that's pretty powerful. I think that's really good. I want you to repeat something you said, though, and I got to try to remember what it is that you had said that I thought was very, very good about, you know, and not about your destiny, but you know, that that you are in complete control of your destiny. I, I definitely get that. But there's something else you said right before that, that, oh, shoot. Well, I'll have to listen. to fix your past. Yeah, no, not trying to fix your past even before that. But yeah, I thought it was very, very good. And so we'll all have to rewind this and listen again to what you said. It made a a definite impact for me, although I can't remember it. Isn't that sad though? So tell us a little bit about your coaching because I know that you also do some coaching in the financial piece of this too. So it's not just body, physical, it's also some financial. So where does that fit into this as well? And as far as the credibility that you're delivering to be able to help people from the financial standpoint? Well, it's a trilogy of healthy body, healthy mind, healthy finance, right? So results are atypical in the sense that everyone works individually and uniquely hard for their own goals at their own desire. But really what it does is a couple of things. Number one, it educates you. I mean, most people don't realize the average spending that they put into food, just food alone each day, how much they waste on food. And so, you know, that's the one objection that most people come across when they say, well, I can't afford to eat healthy, but you'll spend $50, $80 or plus a week in fast food. Rather that's small and significant meals or not. It's This is average American studies, okay? So, you know, the financial piece, we help people with the opportunity of considering to pay this gift forward. You know, we are an amazing company. We are a traditional company of really direct selling and helping people to become awakened to being the dominant force in their own life by taking charge of their own life. And so who wouldn't want that opportunity? So we give these, we give these tools and lay this uh, free reciprocal mentoring out for anybody that wants to take their health journey to the next level. And coaching is ultimately one of the options that many people take. You know, it's interesting. So I had a career in mortgage lending and I'll never forget this one time where this woman was trying to buy a house. It was just her and I think two or three kids, single woman, she was divorced, you know, buying a very moderate, moderate house way, way west here in Virginia and Winchester, you know where it is in Winchester. Mm-hmm. And, and I got a copy of her bank statement and literally I would say every debit, but I will say every other just to give her credit, some credit, every other debit was McDonald's, Wendy's. She had no money. And so I could see that what she was doing was every day her children were being fed from the fast food stores. She was being fed from the fast food stores, sometimes three times a day at a fast food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, and a snack too. And oh, we might as well go after dinner too. But it was really, really sad to see. And I think it's it's that latte factor, right? That David Bach does, you know, in the automatic millionaire. It's the latte factor. If you just give up one of those, 
how much it, it can accumulate over you know time is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So I think yeah, I it. think I did a calculation. I can't and don't quote me on this, but I think it was somewhere around twelve or fourteen thousand dollars a year of additional annual income that you would be able to add to your household just from cutting out fast food. I guess those numbers can vary for each person, but I'll tell you right now, full transparency, I was spending that easy a year in fast food. I've never been a fast food girl. Thank God I haven't. I love Taco Bell, (laughs) but I have never really been a fast food person. I'm thankful for that, but but I'm a coffee girl, you know, tea, I should say. I don't do coffee. I do tea, but I'm definitely a tea person. (laughs) So that might be my vice. (laughs) I would go to Taco Bell and spend $14 three, four times a week. Easy. And that was one meal for me. When I was getting negative overdrafts and email alerts in my bank account in 2019, I would make time and priority for and money for fast food that was serving me no purpose. And that's something really key for you listeners today to hear. People ask me all the time, well, how do you know what's truly important to you? I say, show me your schedule. I'll show you what's important. Show me your bank register. I'll show you what's important. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's important too. So what do you want to leave with us today, Josh, for those that are listening in and saying, you know, I really like what Josh has to say. And, you know, this has been a great mindset exercise, no question about it. What would you like to leave with the people that are listening in? I just would love to tell you guys that there is no discount on greatness. Self-doubt is the only thing stopping you. No one else or no other obstacle. Overcome that, find something symbolic, look at it every day, and remind yourself there's no discount on the greatness that's inside you. You are called to something much higher than where you are. Yeah, I love that. No discount to greatness. I absolutely love that. Well, it's kind of like the no silver bullet, right? It it is similar to that, but there is no discount to greatness. You have to put all the work in. You can't wait for someone to give it to you and hand it to you. So, well, Josh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for sharing what you're giving to people. And for those that want to reach out to you, we will have the links below here in the notes, in the show notes, so that people can reach out to you and explore the opportunity to have you speak at an event, the opportunity to have you speak at maybe a retreat or a summit that they're doing or a webinar, and obviously to get some coaching from you to help improve their lives. So again, thank you so much for joining us today. I sure appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.